Oh, hey, how are you? I didn't see you come in. Welcome to American Pale Males, your nerdy beer tasting podcast. I'm your host, Jeremy, and with me, as always, is... It's me, it's Michael, Jeremy. <laughs> I didn't see the audience come in either. What a delightful surprise. I know, right? Good timing, because we're going to share a beer, and we might as well just chat with them about it later. <laughs> you don't say. Yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, wow. Already going that way. All right. Well, then, Michael, <laughs> hit me with a beer brag, buddy. I have a pretty interesting beer brag, Jeremy. I'm going to go ahead and say mine's more interesting. I don't All know. Right, what, well, we, we don't discuss anything, <laughs> let alone what we talk about. So, Michael, go ahead. Shoot. Hit well, me. I, I had a kind of a scientific beer brag. So, I was having pizza with the family, okay, and there was two start. growlers. Uh-huh. of beer and both of them were pilsners from the same brewery hmm. it was nice to try them side by side and get the slight differences between these two pilsners so they were from great dane the stalwart uh, yeah great dane brew pub i don't know great dane yeah. and one was their pex pilsner okay and the other um was their german pils which has a name like, oh God, I don't even, I used to have it up. No, I don't. Verukte? I probably didn't Verut? say that right. There, are there umlauts? No umlauts. Uh, then it's useless to me. <laughs> um, so one was kind of a German style pills and mm-hmm. one was supposedly more of a Czech style pills. So oh. the German pills was light in color, kind of a straw colored. Mm-hmm. Lighter in body. Okay. And because of that, the hops really kind of punched through, had a real sharp hop note, and it was a real bitter hop, but in a noble hop type way, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. A spicy hop. Yes. The Pex Pilsner was darker in color. Um, and this is the Czech one, correct? Yeah, I believe it is okay. supposed to be like a Czech style, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. I just wanted and to make sure I got them. Wasn't getting yeah, the, things switched around here. Right, right. Um, so this one, darker in color, so it had a richer malt flavor. It was almost like a sweet malt, though, mm. like we've had in some of those high-gravity lagers. <laughs> um, but it wasn't cloying or gross. Okay, It well. was just like, oh, yeah, this is kind of a sweeter malt. Uh-huh. Earthier hops. Good. Not as bitter, but the hops lingered. It wasn't just like a quick jab on the tongue. Mm-hmm. It kind of... Stayed on the tongue. More of a body blow than a jab to the jaw? Yes. Okay. Gut shot. So I, and I also, because they were growlers, they kind of warmed up over time, (laughs) so I got to see that evolution too. I like the German pills better. Just a little more crisp. I just like that in and out hop flavor. Uh So it was fun to try two Pilsners from the same place side by side and really sink my teeth into the differences well plus you drank two growlers worth which is a good time for anybody <laughs> yeah sure yeah well michael um that that's that's interesting so i may have jumped the gun on saying mine is more interesting than yours if that is in okay. fact what i said uh mine is better though because it was founder's doom michael have you had this Ooh, n- no tell me about this so founder's doom originally cocked an eyebrow for me when I saw it being sold for like twenty bucks a four pack, mm. it, it's it's one of those. Gotcha, gotcha. 
I'm I am by no means a it has to be expensive to be good person, but I saw I when I see things like that like Hop Slam or this, I don't tend to buy the the multi serving pack. The, the cases, the boxes, the six packs, four packs, whatever we want to call it. Sure. I, I just I try to find it on tap just because if it's bad, I haven't thrown away a twenty spot. Right. But, I totally uh, hear you on that. We uh were recently at uh taking care of business. You know it better as uh College Street. Yes. Playing some shuffle puck on the side there, and they had Founders Doom. Michael, this is a uh here's the color text. Doom may be impending, but that doesn't mean you have to fear it. A collision of worlds, the intense hop character of our Imperial IPA mingles with the warm vanilla and oak notes imparted from the time spent in our favorite bourbon barrels. Like all good things, doom comes to those who wait. And that's a brutal, awesome color text. (laughs) So yeah, this is a barrel-aged IPA. A barrel-aged Imperial IPA clocking Mm -hmm. in at an ABV of 12.4. Have you had any barrel-aged IPAs, Michael? Yeah, probably. I'm sure I have. I nothing uh, noteworthy enough to rattle off the top of my head, though. Okay, it's probably uh, been a while too. The closest thing that this, you know, brings to mind is Toppling Goliath's Naughty Ninety. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how these things. I mean, I know how they're IPAs because they're made like IPAs. Duh. <laughs> but it's. It's striking how much these don't taste like what one might expect an IPA to taste like. They are bitter as all get out. You get a little bit of fruitiness, like maybe like oranges almost in the nose. Um, there's a little bit of a of that whiskey barrel-aged booziness mm-hmm. that goes on. But it's, I don't know, it's, it's, it's weird. It's kind of... It's it's really hard to describe. It's almost marmalade-y wow. in taste, but with like vanilla and whiskey and booze and a little bit of chocolate and just, it's kind of all over the place, but my yeah. God, does it come together. It's smoky. It's it's sweet. Um, hmm. It's really good. So how was that served? Was that served in a... Nine-ounce snifter. Nine-ounce snifter. So now... <laughs> Famously, there was this story about how friend of the show, Steve, ordered a <laughs> picture of Goose Island Matilda for, <laughs> what, like $1 over the price of a picture of Budweiser yeah, yeah. Um, at a bar. Has a bar like that, a college downtown bar like that, have they caught on? Like, was this more than the Sierra Nevada next to it, or was it? a higher price. Do they now know? Oh, they what? know. <laughs> they know. That's what I assumed. And I, just... and I, I was incorrect. I got it backwards. It was an 11 ounce pour as opposed to a oh. pint. Sorry. Okay. That's still. Um, so yeah, it was, it was more than enough. Cause like I said, 12.4, it, it had, right, some, exactly. had some stank on it, but it, uh, yeah, there are places where you can find things for cheap. Famed barbecue place slash my trivia spot. Mosley's. Uh, does a happy hour where it's buy one get one for a penny on all taps, so it's, it's oh. and they have nothing but good stuff and like you know Pabst on tap. Huh. So, so yeah, you can still find those little deals for good brews in the area. Oh, definitely, it can be done, but it's not 
it's not like when you could uh, roll downtown on a birthday and get 21 pitchers of Guinness for like $21 <laughs> or whatever insanity that we got up to when we were in college. Right, right. In retrospect, it doesn't seem that bad because Guinness isn't all that heavy. Right. It's not like we were drinking Founder's Doom or or even like a, a heavy IPA of some sort. It was, but it, it was uh, really cheap. It's still a great deal. Don't get me wrong. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just, it's, well, I mean, God, it's, it was, I shudder to think of those things, that they still do that. Like, we're getting old, Michael. Uh-huh. I, I don't begrudge the young ones their ability to engage in such frivolity, but, uh, yeah, I, uh, I'll, I'll be fine just having, you know, a growler every now and then on my birthday as opposed to 21 pitchers. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, anyway, Michael, I, I, I'm, I'm told you have some addendum and or errata. Yes. Um, addenda? Addenda. Yeah. That'd be right. That'd be right. Yeah. Jeremy, I got. What's the word? Lambasted? No, that's not right. right. Lambasted? I got some, yes, I got some feedback regarding Richard Dawson. Uh-huh. And I think we said something to the effect that, oh, yeah, he was, you know, only known for Family Feud. Not true. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Richard Dawson was in Hogan's Heroes as well. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. A show that I know more, once again, a show that I know mainly through The Simpsons. Oh, of course. There's multiple references. I think Colonel Clank is, is a spirit thing. animal. Yeah. Yes, of Homer. So, <laughs> um, so sorry to all the Dawsaws out there. What would the Richard Dawson fan club be? The Doss Hogs. I don't know. Yeah, the. Da- <laughs> That's pretty good. I'm kind of proud of that one. The Dawson Pound. No, nah, I don't know. Dawsonians. No. There's something there, but I we uh, it's it's not worth pursuing. <laughs> I disagree. Anyway. <laughs> um, all right. Now, I have a bunch of little things here, too, Jeremy. And we also have a little mail later on. We do have this. And I, I, I browsed that okay. piece. Anywho, we'll get there. So some of this is just brain droppings from my head. Some of it's some stuff I saw on Twitter. Mm-hmm. I thought of this during the week. And I didn't look it up. And I wanted to present it to you. And we could look it up together. Okay. So we had the Huckleberry Wheat Lager. Yes, we did. Last week from Great Northern. Northern? Great Northern. Great Northern, yeah, yeah. It's a good beer. It was good, yeah. And the term Huckleberry Gin popped into my head. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think that there is a commercial product out there called Huckleberry Gin? Probably. Because, so, I mean... So, side note, yes, I have uh, close family members who opened a distillery in Western Iowa recently, mm-hmm. and uh, North Forty or that's now that's the vodka, North Forty vodka as made by Lonely Oak Distillery, out of Erling, Iowa. In that neck of the woods, you know, you're like one of three families. But in any case, mm-hmm. we were discussing it, and my at a family reunion recently, and my father didn't know that. Gin was just vodka with juniper berries in it, yeah. for for all intents and purposes. Yeah. And so, if you can put a juniper berry in vodka and make gin, I suppose you could probably do the same thing with huckleberry. Other botanicals. Especially since it's a pun. Yes. I mean, do you think there's something branded out there, though? 
Oh, probably. All right, here we go. I'm typing it into Google. All right, dig it out. Uh, it'd probably be gross. I'm going to go ahead and say that it's got poor ratings. <laughs> um, let's see. Lots of kind of weird... There's a rap music video. G. Rich, Huckleberry Gin. That also does not surprise me. Um, here's something from Glacier Distilling Company. Huckleberry Gin is back on. And it's on the cocktail special in a Huckleberry Bin fizz. <laughs> there it is. Glacier Distilling, you did it. <sighs> you beat me to it. Do you know why this came into your head? It's purple. It is. Holy crap, it is purple. I don't know. I was in, you know. Just sitting there thinking about Huckleberries. Yeah. And... I think I had just finished editing the episode. I'm like, Huckleberry Finn, Huckleberry Gin. Oh, there's a novel idea. Oddly enough, there also appear to be in Montana. Holy crap. Oh, that's serendipitous. Well, well I mean, not really, because that's where Huckleberries. I was going to say, it makes sense because yeah. that's <laughs> where they got the uh, the Huckleberries from. Yeah. The other thing that popped into my head was a. Uh, I was going to ask you about vaping. <laughs> it was kind of going to be an interviewing Jeremy segment. Okay. And about would you vape a beer or something? It was not very thought out. Oh. <laughs> right? Then something came onto my timeline. And okay. it's from Lagunitas. Lagunitas super critical. We've long known about the close connection between cannabis and hops. Mm-hmm. Now Lagunitas is excited to partner with a like-minded neighbor in Sonoma County, Absolute Extracts, to close the gap further with tandem innovations on the topic. So this is a two-part marketing thing. So one is a beer that's only available in California called Supercritical, mm-hmm. ale with terpenes. Okay. We pulled the terpenes from some of Northern California's finest cannabis and brewed it with some of Yakima's finest hops. Scroll down to find it in California. Does not contain THC. Of course not. But what does contain THC is the corresponding Supercritical vape product. Ah, hop terpenes, absolute extracts line of premium distillate oils made with sun-grown cannabis and special hop recipes from Lagunitas. I mean, this is only a matter of time until this happened, right? Ah, yeah, and I think Lagunitas is apt to. Uh, oh yeah, bust this open. Although interesting how they, you know, they're corporate now, but they're still doing this oogity boogity stuff. Would you drink the beer and would you vape the vape, Jeremy? Let me know. What do you think? I mean, probably. I I don't ha- have much hang-up on that sort of thing. It's just what a person does with their own bodies, their own friggin' business. I don't know. I'm, I'm cu- Vaping is gross. <laughs> so probably not. I'm not a fan of smoking anything. You wouldn't do the vape? No, it's... They just look like such buttheads. And that's putting it nicely. <laughs> I'm try- I'm trying to keep it clean. Would you drink the beer, though? Yeah, probably. All right. Yeah, I would. What about yourself? I, no, I would drink the beer. Okay. Because um, it's no THC, so oh, it wouldn't show yeah. up on a drug screen, which may or may not be something I could be subjected to. Eh. I mean, we technically all could, Michael. Well, right. The vape, no, I would not do the vape. Um, You look so stupid. God, they just look so stupid. Well, the vape rig is, I don't know, you're like carrying around a little lightsaber and then blowing a big dragon plume out of your nose. 
which I guess that latter part is kind of cool, but... Um, no, it's lame. It's <laughs> stupid. It's not cool. Well, when you put it in context, it's stupid, but if you were a real dragon, it might be okay. Well, you, well yeah, um, but you'd also be spitting fire and not have to <laughs> huff out of a friggin' pipe or whatever the hell those things Lightsaber. are called. Lightsaber. Yeah. Lightsaber, yeah, yeah, that thing. <laughs> All right, well... It, it's, 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 you, it's not the ends justify the mean. It's... Ah, it's something like, there's something there. I don't know what it is. It's not quite Machiavellian, but there's some aphorism that sums that up. <laughs> yeah, so it, I don't know. It's just like, oh man, I wish I could spit fire and roast an invading army, but I don't want to, and I want to slight nicotine buzz while I'm at it. Um. Anyway. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. Get me all fired up over here, Michael. The THC doesn't matter to you. I don't no, know, it doesn't it, really matter to me. It's just the the act of the vape is yeah. not your bag. No, right. <laughs> okay. so, I mean, call me crazy, but not to get too hot button. But I su- I suspect that within like ten years, all THC bearing products will probably be legal nationwide, barring uh uh certain parties leaving office. Yes, we'll leave it at that. Super critical from Lagunitas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lagunitas, big to small, or something. I don't know. God, we're we're recording on a Thursday. We're not on a Tuesday. I'm all thrown off. I'm all loopy. A couple other things that I picked up on the tweets. Funky Buddha, a brewery, and not a person, a brewery. I believe they're out of Florida. Who I believe were pretty well lauded. I believe some of their beers were on some of the top. 25 list of beer advocate and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Bought out by Constellation Brands. Which one is Constellation? Uh, they're Ballast Point. Oh, that's right. So we're seeing... Another one bites of dust. Yep, we're seeing all these little breweries get sucked up by the biggins. Well, we've had this discussion before, but that's like probably the end game, right? Now for a small craft... I, I hate that word... But mm-hmm. for, like, small breweries, right, is to, I mean, it's almost sort of like a, like the tech bubble, like when it, before Amazon was an all-encompassing giant, mm-hmm. like, CD Now was never really going to compete with Amazon, so, it, <laughs> but it was just enough to be, is enough of a thorn in the paw to be like, hey, here's a check, and then stockholders get rich and they go on and do it again with vaping or whatever. <laughs> Vape.com, Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's got to be the end game, right? Because if you uh, well, if you want to just want to go for the craft of making beer, one would suspect you just do a brew pub. Yeah, right. I guess I guess it just depends on who the uh, owner is and where their values lie. And and by no means am I trying to pass judgment on those who want to brew beer to make a living. It's right. like it's you know do your thing. Like, there's way worse ways you can make a living. Mm-hmm. But it's, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> like, super critical THC vapes. Yeah. Uh, no, that's, <laughs> that's not necessarily awful. Um, no, it's pretty awful. In the grand scheme of things. No, it is. <laughs> okay. Uh, finally, the last little thing, speaking of corporate stuff. Uh, do you know Anheuser... ABI, we'll call him Anheuser-Busch InBev, mm-hmm. has a beer blog. Really? Yeah, that is pretty well like disguised as a trendy, like, oh, hey, what's up, kids? Pitchfork um, buffer beers. Although they do come out and say, you know, this is a partnership with this media company and Anheuser-Busch. 
it was interesting because uh, their editor in chief wrote an article for another website like six beer brands you have to try before you you know die or something like that and it was like hmm gee I wonder where these beers are coming uh-huh. from I didn't actually click through but I think no I did click through <laughs> scratch that I I didn't actually look <laughs> to see which beers were which but based on the mumbles and grumbles I'm pretty sure that they threw a bunch of ABI breweries in there. What? You um, don't say. And there's no disclosure was the complaint there. So well, well, yeah, but I mean like <sighs> it's like if this was even like 10, 15, well, more than 10. This was like 15 years ago before the craft beer explosion <laughs> happened. Like if it was before that, I'm going somewhere with this, I promise. Well, hold on, <laughs> let me let me gather my thoughts. So if this happened like if they were doing this sort of thing 10, 15 years ago, like before the craft beer blow up happened, there would still be the internet to look these things up. It's it's like the equivalent of me finding like which old horror movies are worth the time. Like I'm not going to listen to Entertainment Weekly tell me which. Yeah. Friday the Thirteenth is one of the like, like all right, that's all well and good, but everyone knows about Friday the Thirteenth. I'm I'm talking. I need some basket case and and brain damage going on here. Movies, by the way, like if you want to know six beers to try before you die, I doubt you're going to be clicking on a listicle. Yeah. That that's no, that's, the, that's point. the point I was trying to get to. Yes. Okay. Because diehards be- aren't going to care. Beca- because the hunt is half the fun. That's true. It's it's that's the hobby part of it. Because if the hobby was just sitting around drinking beer, you'd be a an alcoholic, and b <laughs> you'd be getting nothing done. But just like doing the research for me is half the fun. Hmm. Fair point. But a fair warning too to always uh. In in the beer world, and we'll extrapolate that to everything else. Kind of check your sources yeah, about oh, what God. you're reading online, All, or you know, in your newspapers and or uh, on the TV. On, yeah. <laughs> oh, sad times. Yeah, Jeremy. But that's what we're here for, Michaels. We're alleviating the sadness. Yeah, and finally getting to the American Pale Male Pale. Was uh, you did we it had... well? You did it right again. Good work. <laughs> I, when I don't think about it, it's it's not too hard. It's the Zen and the art of rattling off cinephones. Uh, what's the <laughs> word for if they sound like sound the same? Oh. Rhyming words. Those homophones oh, are. So, so, I don't. Anyway, I am all over the place tonight. We no, had note to self: no more blue cheese. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> Council of the show, uh, who provided the beer last week, just uh-huh. he wanted to also shout out from to Scott and John in Salt Lake for providing <laughs> that beer that you had for your beer brags. He also sent us a link to an interesting article about the Zion Curtain falling in Utah. This is what got me all riled up last week. <laughs> just get riled um, all the time here, man. So really interesting NPR article. Um, Utah's Zion Curtain Falls and loosens state's tight liquor laws. Uh, I don't see who the uh, author is. Otherwise, I'd give him credit. Eh. Um, Anywho. So, yeah. So, there's a rule in Utah that you could not, as a consumer at a bar, you cannot see the bartender mix your drink. And the reason for this was to prevent 
allegedly it was to prevent like children from seeing it or then getting ideas or something like that. <laughs> pretty dodgy. And so they repealed that law because one of the reasons it was kind of un- applied unfairly because it didn't apply to restaurants before the law and uh-huh. only restaurants built after it. So, And so there's a picture of this of a restaurant owner kind of before he took the before he broke the walls down um, <laughs> and he's sitting at his bar and there's like a, a frosted glass panel right in front of the bar. So you get, you know, about a foot and a half of bar space, but the uh, back of the bar is blocked off by this glass. So you're essentially staring at a wall while you're drinking. Um, and um, then there's a picture of him taking these said glass panels and shattering it in what looks like to be a patio area of his restaurant. <laughs> So good news there. Kind of a unnecessary burdensome law about seeing somebody mix a drink. What I also like about the article is that they're very literal and explain what the Zion curtain is. Like Zion is understood to mean da-da-da. Now there's not a real curtain. It's actually a reference to the Iron Curtain in the former Soviet blocks. <laughs> so they really American spell it out for you. pale late 80s cast. Yes. Every silver cloud comes with its uh, gray lining. They uh, increased the liquor markup by 2%. It's, it's um, almost the like state. there's a reason why they uh, took that Zion curtain down. Yeah, maybe increased tax revenue or something. <sighs> you know, I don't know. Just just some people, man. You can't trust them. <laughs> yes. Also, uh, thank you, Council of the Show, for the article. I found it very delightful. Indeed. Me too. Seeing this old guy smashing glass. Smashing things. I occasionally get to smash glass at work for like legitimate reasons, and it is rather satisfying. After that lightning round of brain dribblings and tweet musing. Verbal garbage. I think it's time, Jeremy. Is it time? Yeah, it's time for the FDR. Jeremy, pray tell. What is the FDR? I was going to say Vader time, but the, (laughs) the FDR is where we find a beer. Drink a beer and rate that beer. Michael, what do we have on tap for tonight? See what I did there? That's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Very good. Yes. Continuing the Sumerian Summer Series <laughs> of the Summer. Is this the last We're, one? Uh, We got one more. Okay. Every Tuesday in August. Oh, yeah. Um, We have from Maui Brewing Company... Uh, where is the title of this beer? Oh, here. <laughs> Pineapple Mana Wheat. Directly underneath the d- name of the brewing company? <laughs> well, I had to rotate it 180 degrees to get really? to the other one. Uh, oh, I see it. Yeah. Okay, the I got it can, now. The can's tricky. It, it, um, it's not tricky. <laughs> it's not tricky no. at all. It's, it's just like a normal can. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I was looking into information about this brewery, and... Um, I couldn't find that much. Their website is a little Spartan, which is actually a little bit refreshing compared to some of the bloat websites yeah, you I'm, see. I'm noticing this right now. So while I didn't find anything on their website about their themselves, I guess, I did find a Thrillist article about the best craft brewery in every state, and they're listed as the best craft brewery in Hawaii. And here's a little blurb. Unlike other certain noted Hawaiian brewers that also make their beer on the mainland, parentheses, stares daggers at Kona. Pokes the bear. <laughs> Aren't they owned by AB InBev? I believe that is, yes. Okay. Or a portion of it is, anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Maui produces all of its generally excellent brews in Hawaii. Because why would you go anywhere else? Oh, right. Shipping costs. Um, And then it's talking about some beers that are good. <laughs> uh, Coconut Haiwa Porter and Lorenzini Double IPA. Interesting. Um, so... Anyway, I've never had anything from them. So Me I'm neither. Michael, was this one that you procured? I did. And okay. I don't know how they got distribution all the way over here. Yeah, that um, was going to be the question. I read a press release on their website saying that they were expanding to different markets. And I don't know how they did that or what the thing was. I think it specifically mentioned Wisconsin because they partnered up with some distributor ah. out here. And so, um, so this should be kind of a rare treat and uh, perfect for our summer series, as it comes from the what kind of what what is the nickname of Hawaii? The Aloha State, <laughs> right? <laughs> so pineapple mana wheat, Maui gold pineapple gives sweet aroma to this smooth-bodied tropical brew. Five point five percent ABV and eighteen IBU and one hundred sixty-four calories. <laughs> It's got calories listed on this thing? Uh, on the site, yeah. Oh, on the website, okay. Yes. I mean, the the Hawaiians are a very uh, fit people. They need to keep track of these things. Oh, yeah. Very active, surfing. Or just big, fat party animals. That also happens. <laughs> I guess my point is moot. Anyway. Elvis. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I guess um, let's get into this. Beer from this is, Hawaii. This is, our, is this an ale, I'm assuming? I believe so, yes. Although it doesn't specifically say, although wheat beers are typically ales. Well, well last week we had a wheat lager, which is why was I Was that asked. a lot? Oh, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. That's why oh, I ask. I am eating my words. Um, Give it a little pour here. It's in a can. Yeah. If you could not surmise from the various sound effects. Got some foley work going on there. Yep. I hope that's terribly annoying. Oh, wow, this is hazy. Good. I suspect this is an ale. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that is and hazy. That just looks like frothy orange juice, kind of. Right. Kind of a semi-translucent orange juice with a rich brown color. Maybe apple juice? There you go. That Yeah, apple juice is a good way of putting describing the color. I'm not getting a ton of... Well... I take that back. There, this has got an odd aroma to it, Michael. It does. It does have a pineapple-y type aroma, I would say. I mean, not not like a fruit drink, but exactly. That's what I was. That's what I was thinking about because it it definitely smells like a beer, and then like there's no pineapple. Dot dot dot, and then you smell the pineapple because yeah. it actually smells like a real pineapple as opposed to. Uh, Something in heavy syrup. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Some Dole product in a can. Yes. Precisely. Michael, go in. All right. Here here I go. You're going again on your own. Well, that is real interesting. Much like... The, go ahead, Jeremy. Much like the smell, the beer flavor and the pineapple flavor are very closely intertwined. That they are. That's... a. That is rather tropical. Yeah. It's not like... It really straddles the line of like, this is not quite a beer. This is not quite fruit drink. It's almost it's, like a pineapple shandy. Almost. 
Except it does it, it, it. Except it's thicker, and it's not like super sweet oh. either. No, no, no. I think that's that. When I hit, first saw this in the six pack that you brought down, mm-hmm. I think I was most concerned that it was going to be that pineapple juice in a beer, like uh, Mike's twisted pineapple. Yeah. What I I was a little worried it was going to be that, but technically a beer. Whereas this is. 100% a beer that yeah. has uh, what feels like a truckload of pineapple in it in in the best way possible. I, I mean mm-hmm. that as a compliment. Yeah, it's, I think it's a beer first, and mm-hmm. then much like the smell at the end of that taste, it really kind of oh, like that uh, pineapple has that kind of certain like because it's not citrus. No, it's, it's not. It's a almost like a Zestiness? I'm trying to think of a word to describe. Zestiness. Um, like a little tang, a little tang yeah. at the uh, at the end. It's definitely okay. Let's see. Let's let's break. We're scientists. Let's break this down. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's it's definitely got a little bit of an acidic tartness to it. Yeah. However, the uh, the malts of the beer are tempering that acidity. Yes, but it doesn't temper the sweetness of the uh, of the pineapple, if that makes it flavor the sweet yes. flavor, not like this sugar rush. The zing, sweetness. yeah, zing. The zazz. That's a good. Yeah, uh, yeah. I. This is good. It's kind of nice. It's different in a good way. Very much a a great summer beer. One hundred percent. In some respects, this reminds me of the the huckleberry wheat that we had last week, if only because it's it tastes like fruit right, mm-hmm. as opposed to fruit flavoring. Right, I was just gonna say that too. It's a very yeah. close. Uh, the balance is very good on both of them. They're mm. both wheat beers. They both have the fruit flavor without being like a four loco. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it's not like a faint whisper of a fruit like some of the, the what, oh, like that watermelon lime we had what were some of the uh oh god i don't even remember what did we have the the first two weeks of the sumerian series uh so we had the rosa from that's right the hibiscus Revolution. one what was the other one the other one oh god <laughs> let me just look it up yeah i'm just gonna do the same thing the apricot Yes. Oh, God, it's following me again. Ah, <laughs> apricot, apricot. It's driving me insane. <laughs> oh, um, okay. Yes. Yeah. The apricot from... Door County, which didn't Door County. really... Uh, uh, yeah, wasn't didn't impress us much because mm-hmm. it didn't have an apricot punch that we were expecting. Kind of more this mm. weird pale ale type flavor um this one though this is i feel like they did a good job they they did an excellent job in my opinion um if it wouldn't screw the taste so much i would suggest this be drank from a coconut <laughs> well i'm this coconut porter they have so i might have to keep my eyes out for that because yeah. that that looks good too i mean that seems like a nice combo i think you should get up on that I'll have to look for that if they're distributing around here. Huh. Why not? I agree. Uh, Michael, are you ready to uh, rate? I think I am ready to rate. Uh, um, let me go in for a sip of judgment. Go for it. Gulp. Much like the Huckleberry 
I was about to say Huckleberry Gin, the Huckleberry Wheat of last week. Uh, it The flavor is consistent. It doesn't evolve much, which I think is actually a good thing in this type of beer. And much like the... I, I'm going to give it a... Like the beer we did last week, I'm going to give this a 3.75. It's a great summer beer. It doesn't quite enter that like pantheon of beers that I revere. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a really good beer. Oh, man. For being a fruit beer an excellent example of a fruit beer and it is intriguing me about this brewing company and i kind of want to find out more me too i really want some ham right now (laughs) i could see that well you know theoretically fill some dead air while i go in for a sip of judgment sir all right uh, on the can, too, they have the longitude and latitude of where this is brewed and a little picture of Hawaii with the island highlighted that it's brewed on. That's I, all I got. Uh, okay, good, because I'm done. Um, <laughs> I really like this uh, uh, beer, Michael. I'm going to give it a 4.25. Wow. Um, Something about it is just... This, this is what... This Delighting is, this you? Is, it's delightful, yes. That's a good way of putting it. It, uh... I, I think... That while you're right on the fact that it the t- flavor is not evolving as one might expect in like something with a with a more complex hop or yeast component, mm-hmm. I'm still finding depth of flavor, and it's because of that pineapple. The flavor I've never had in a beer before. I think I've had the aforementioned Ballast Point Pineapple Sculpin at one point, uh-huh. but I don't remember that being terribly pineapply because. Like most of their sculpins, it's kind of a disappointment and certainly not worth $15 a six-pack. Um, I would concur. <laughs> yeah. It's it's kind of what we're... This might be the defining beer of the series because we when we have these beers brewed with adjuncts like huckleberries or hibiscus or whatever, we tend to focus on the beerosity of it because so often they can turn into that... Four loco limerita, Bud Light lime nonsense mm-hmm. and hogwash, and because they're af- to me, it feels like they're afraid that people aren't going to like the actual flavor of either the beer or the fruit. Right. So, in the case of a Bud Light lime, they amp up the limey. Have you ever had one of those things, by the way? I had because I had a Halloween costume that. Um, had that as a prop. Oh yeah, <laughs> I forgot about that. You did. And um, I they're, had, they're gross. I got, yeah, I got a, a six pack of that. Yeah. Didn't you get a twelve pack and start handing out to people as we were walking downtown? I feel like you Maybe. had more than six. Not not that you drank more than six, but you handed out. I'm per- okay. Anyway. And yes. <laughs> I digress. Um, but it feels like too often people will like lean too heavily one way or the other because they're worried that the uh th- because they can't get the balance right or they're afraid that people won't like the flavor. Mm-hmm. Mexican beer like a Corona or a uh Modelo? What's the Modelo? Modelo? What are, what's the, what are the, uh Dosakis? Not Dosakis. Uh anyway, but they work really well with a lime in it because it's a lot like a real lime. It's not lime flavoring. Mm-hmm. And then as we've established with that uh apricot beer, they totally dodged the apricot factor of it when that could have been really really good. I think this yeah, is this it's is the other direction. It's this is, it went the other direction. It went more beer than fruit. And I think this one 
is hitting it smack dab in the middle. Yes. And I'm really enjoying this beer, and I'm kind of sad I only have the one. <laughs> well, maybe I'll keep a lookout, uh, and I'll gift you some when I visit you, Jeremy. That'd be fantastic. I would really appreciate that. Assuming I can still find it, but yeah, I will look. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think you articulated that. Articulated? Yeah, that's the word. That well. Um, and I think the Huckleberry did that pr- pretty well last week, too. It's Agreed. just hitting that nice sweet spot. It's still a beer, but it still has fruit. It's um, a, it is a true fruit beer. Yes. I mean, I, mean, I realize that that sounds stupid, but uh, but but yeah, it's, this, this rocks. That is what it is, yeah. Kudos to you, Maui, at Maui Brewing Co. We really enjoy <laughs> this beer. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Michael, how about you hit us with those social media plugs? Sure. We'll do that to take it on home. Get in touch. Uh, send us articles, personal thoughts on anything, beer or not beer related. You can do that in a variety of ways. At facebook.com slash apmpod. Twitter, at apmpod. Get in touch directly, apmpod at gmail.com. Uh, we also have a YouTube page, which posts things from time to time, little <laughs> clips. Be the first one to watch a video on YouTube. <laughs> and <laughs> comment first and have it be true. We also would love if you would subscribe on your favorite podcasting app, or such as the vaunted iTunes, Stitcher, Google Music, and whatever you like to do to listen to these crazy shows on the internet. But yeah, I think that's it. I think that's another one down the gullet. That is another fantastic one down the gullet. So for Jeremy, I've been Michael. For Michael, I've been Jeremy. And this has been American Pale Males. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.